Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back. Touchdown at 10. You know what that means. We talk about football, and, of course, the top football topic is Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera is rolling the dice. He's going to make the move back to Carson Wentz now and be the quarterback this week for Washington as they take on the Cleveland Browns. And without question, without question, is there is there risk in this move? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we saw, you know, Wentz, saw Wentz in the giant game. Yeah, I was in the stadium for the Giant game. I was watching Carson warm it up on the sideline. And you know, you know how backups are, especially at the quarterback position when you're out there warming up. You know, you want coach to be able to see, look, I'm moving good. I'm moving around. You know, it's it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. I can move around. I can throw. I'm throwing on the run. Look at me, coach. I got it. And unfortunately, you know, maybe maybe Ron should have pulled the, 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 the trigger sooner on that, maybe in that Giant game. But you want to give Taylor Heineke every opportunity to continue the run that he's been on. And unfortunately, they just weren't able to, you know, to maximize opportunities. We have chances to score and don't. I mean, it's just it's incredibly critical in this league that you get those points. And they have not been able to do that. We ran down the point totals earlier this week. And again, the league average is 22. If you get the 22, you got three more wins. Okay, you got 10 wins right now. I mean, think about that. You, know, you, you go back to the, the Minnesota-Tennessee games in, in particular. Those are games that, you know, you should, have, you should have left the field with more points. And if you do, you win both games. And, and those, are the, those are the moments each week where we kept saying, all right, is Ron, you know, you, know, you couldn't think about a change back in the Tennessee game. You couldn't think about a change in the Minnesota situation because Wentz was still recovering you know, from the finger. So Ron, Ron really wasn't in a position to consider changes at, at that time. But now, now with his $28 million man back, and again, they have to make a decision. I think the, the riskier thing here is, the riskier thing here is, is what if he does ball out here? What if they do find some postseason success with him? Is that going to change your opinion, because I don't, I don't. I think we can all agree on this. I think my my observations of all of you on social media and on you know taking your phone calls for months here uh, on this radio station. Yeah, I think you all want to move on. There's no doubt. I don't think you're you're looking at him, you know, potentially next year. I think right now you probably even if it meant even if it meant the team stepping back maybe a little bit and developing the young quarterback. Because here's here's the here's here's the reality, okay? Here's the reality: young quarterbacks are going to make mistakes, okay? Young quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. You know, this isn't college football, okay? This is pro football. Defenses are better. Defensive talents are better. Balls you could fit in to small windows when you were at North Carolina. You can't do that, you know, in the pro game as much because the defensive backs are better, okay? The balls you threw to Deami Brown at, at North Carolina, you know, you have a chance to throw here. 
because look at the weaponry that exists in that wide receiver room. So from that standpoint, if you're trying to, you know, do, can Sam Howell do those things next year for you? Sure, sure. But you're going to have to live for all of you that want to move on, okay, all of you that want to move on and 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 go with, with Sam Howell, like Roberto 980. Roberto, let, let's go with Sam Howell, okay. You're going to have to live with the growing pains that exist with that particular player as you go into next year. And the question is, are you willing to do that? And if ownership does indeed change, you know, before the season starts, you know, next year, in fact, really before you get into the draft and stuff, now I don't know if that's going to be, it's going to be that fast of a timetable. But if they change regimes, you know, who knows how this is going to work? Who knows who's going to be here? Who knows what that coach is going to want to do? And I think that, you know, as we look toward the future, that's something that, you know, really is a legitimate is a legitimate factor uh, going forward. Remember when this ownership took over, okay? This team was in the middle of a playoff race. Ownership wanted to make a change. Guess what? They collapsed, okay? It was awful. It was awful. And And, and when you do that, you know, you've got a guy that's tried very hard. You know, whether you agree with all of Ron's in-game moves, whether you agree with Ron's personnel moves, Ron has worked his rear end off in the midst of chaos to try and build a roster and build culture. And right now he's built a skill room on offense that is as solid as a rock. There's very few teams in the league that would want to trade skill rooms with you right now. Maybe depth at tight end. You know, we've watched we watched Cole Turner go in motion a lot. We heard in camp that he was a beast. And those of us that watched him in Nevada, yeah, we watched him catch a lot of footballs from my guy Carson Strong. But, you know, I mean, we, we've not seen any of that from him. We've not seen any from there. Why? Why? Why have we not seen any of that from him? If he was that good in camp, if you were that hyped about him in camp, how come we haven't seen him do that? All we're watching him do. If you watch Cole Turner, here's Cole Turner. He goes in motion right, and then he comes back in motion left, and then he tries to go block somebody. That's not Cole Turner's strength. His strength is catching the football. We haven't seen him with many targets to do that yet. Maybe they're setting something up here. I don't know, for the last couple of weeks. But outside of maybe that room, you few teams would trade your wide receiver and running back room right now. Very few. And I think that in itself, you have to give Ron credit for. They've built, personnel-wise, a tremendous skill room. Now, obviously, they've got questions to answer contractually on defense. What do you do with Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Chase Young's fifth-year option? A lot of great questions that on that defense that's playing its rear end off for you right now, especially up front. A lot of questions got to be answered there. We know they got to answer the linebacker question. You know, I mean, you know, Sewell's probably off the board by the time they pick in the first round. You know, maybe maybe Henry Toa Toa in the second day, second day is available to you, can help you in the middle there. If you want to go with a young linebacker, maybe you try to answer it in free agency with another patchwork uh, move. That's possible. But, you know, at the back end, St. Juice seems to be, you know, developing into uh, a number one corner. And that is, you know, that, yep, I mean, that's just, to me, that's, um, 
to me, that that's the, the next challenge for Ron as the personnel guy. Fix that middle part of his defense because that's kind of a donut hole right now. You know, you're, you're kind of inspired by the back. You like the combination of, uh, you know, Curl, Forrest. McCain's role's been pretty good. Kendall Fuller, obviously, you know, St. Juiced. So that's what you're hoping for. And you're hoping that it works out uh, in that vein for you if you can fill that donut hole that you have at the linebacker spot. But the skill side on the offense, you're not able to take full advantage of it right now. And if you, if you look at it objectively, then you're going to be able to attack the offensive side a lot greater. And I think from that standpoint, Carson Wentz gives you the chance to do that. That's why Ron is making the move that he is making by turning to Carson Wentz on the offensive side. And the, the ability to get explosive plays, look around the league. You know, when you look at uh, the, the great offenses in the league, the great quarterbacks in the league, what do they do? They, they get explosive plays for their offense. And by doing so, you know, you, you end up with a situation where you're – that's the difference between scoring 17 to 20 – and 21 to 28 points a game. And you go look at most of the teams. I mean, outside of those great Charger teams in the 80s, the teams that score points, I mean, look at Philadelphia right now. Just comparing the division. Look at what Philadelphia does from a scoring standpoint. Look at what Dallas does from a scoring standpoint. So much greater than Washington right now. And if you're going to beat any of those teams in the playoffs, you know, you got you got to unleash those weapons. You got to be you got to be able to get the ball down the field and Carson Wentz gives you a chance to do that we've already seen it we saw it in the opener with Jacksonville everybody's jumping up and down everybody's going gaga going man look at that that looks so different here we haven't had that here and then weeks later when he's barely beating the Bears 12-7 we're like oh my gosh what the heck is going on here you know everybody's kind of you know changing the blame is the offensive line is it Scott Turner is it Wentz you know, Wentz got sacked 150 times against the Eagles that first time around. Everybody's like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, a couple of weeks ago, this guy, this oh, my God, he's going to be the savior. Now, all of a sudden, it's – now, all of a sudden, it's it, it was different. A couple of weeks later, everybody was uh, – that did a complete one. Everybody said, oh, he can't play anymore. He stinks. Get him out of there. We want Heineke. Yeah, and Heineke, you know, went on a nice run for you. But to think that the run was all Heineke, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. Now, yeah, the first half, that's why the timing of the move made no sense because the first half against San Francisco the other day might have been as good a half of football as Taylor Heineke's played in the National Football League. But ultimately, you know, the second half and the turnovers and the things that you keep saying that are his strengths, we're not seeing. He's not moving around. He's not running as much. When he has, he's been successful. Read option plays, a couple of them. But, you know, when Wentz wasn't available as the backup, it was clear. They didn't want him doing that stuff. They didn't, they, they didn't feel like they could afford to lose him. So, ultimately, you know, now, to me, it's safer to start Wentz. And if he doesn't play, you can always go back to Heineke. Because Heineke is a guy that is used to that role. And I think that's another thing that you have to keep in mind. When guys aren't comfortable with with those roles Carson Wentz feels he's a starting quarterback you know Heineke knows his career in this league is going to be just what it is it's going to be backup it's going to be 
backup, and it's going to be backup. That's what he's going to be. He's going to be able to start for a few games like he did this year? Sure. Sure. He's going to be able to do that. But ultimately, you're going to have a situation where, you know, he has to find a way to make more plays down the field, and it's a struggle. The consistency for that is a struggle. Yes, we saw Jahan Dotson drop the pass. We know that. We saw that. But that throw was behind. If you want to say that's a back shoulder throw, then, you know, you've had a few Christmas cocktails. It's not a back shoulder throw. That ball was underthrown. Dotson was just great to make an adjustment on the ball and let the DB run by, and he just happened to drop it. But he's five yards ahead of the guy, you know, 15 yards into the route. And that ball's got to get out there. That ball's got to be – because that ball, that's the kind of ball that's got to go for a touchdown. You get a couple times in a game where you have a chance to make that play. And you and you, you couldn't. Ball's underthrown, guy drops it. You know what I mean? That's that's just bad luck in that situation. I mean, if if Dotson makes that catch and then runs the rest of the way for a touchdown, you know, everybody's everybody's anointing Taylor for making the throw. It's a great throw. Oh no, it's it's not a great throw. But but that's what Taylor Heineke never subscribes to being anything he's not. Okay, he does anything that they ask him to do, plain and simple. He he does everything that they've asked him to do with the ability that he has. And quite frankly, if he's your backup here for 10 years and he starts a few games along the way because of injury and stuff like that, that's a great situation to have. It's a great situation to have. But unfortunately, to to get to where you subscribe to be, you know, Danny Ruya and I talk about this all the time. You know, if you're not trying to win the Lombardi, you're not in this for the right reasons. If you don't build a roster to try and win the Lombardi, what are we doing here? I mean, 30,000 people show up at the stadium that root for your team, you know? I mean, I had a guy last week who took a picture. I took it because I was sitting in a section last week that had nothing with Giant fans in it, and one drunk Commanders fan almost got crushed by 15 uh, Giants fans who held their composure so well. Remember, remember Remember the lady that got, you know, the Raiders lady that screamed at the Patriots fan? What a move by Bob Kraft to invite the Patriot fan to the game this past week in the box and all that other stuff. Well, we had Commanders fan in our section who was yelling like that lady was. And the Giant people were doing a great job keeping their composure because there was about 30 people in our section that wanted to kill that guy. And I took a picture of that entire side of the stadium and how blue it was behind the Giants bench. And somebody got, well, take a picture of the other side. No, it's an NFL stadium. Your people are supposed to fill up 80% of the stadium. Okay. And I, I had some guy want to argue with. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to we're trying to play an exciting brand of football. So 80% of the people in your building are wearing burgundy and gold, maroon and white, black and gold, whatever color you want to wear that week. That's what this is all about. That's what you play for. And to Ron and his credit, he has tried like crazy with what he's had available to to build this thing. And, and at least make it a reputable football product. Now, he took a chance on Wentz. I mean, $28 million's a bargain compared to the, upper, the, the great quarterbacks in the league. Their dude's making a lot more that aren't doing anything either. So, I mean, it, it's a complete crapshoot, you know, with, with that position right now because of what the college game is providing us. You know, there's a kid out here for Duke today, Riley Leonard, might develop into a, a really good pro quarterback one day. 
sophomore right now. You don't know that. I mean, it's hard to predict that. But it, it's the college game is not providing you as many blue chippers, even though we want them to be blue chippers and play right away. And, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, you're talking about a situation that it, it, Carson Wentz is the best you got right now to try and maximize those weapons. That's why Ron's making the move. Whether we like it, whether you like it, that's what it's going to be. And in reality, that's the truth. That's the guy it probably should be at this point. And if it doesn't work, guess what? Ron's probably going to get you know fired when new ownership comes in. But he's, he's firing all of his bullets right now. And that's what he has to do with his season on the line. He still controls his fate. Win and you're in. There are teams that still need an awful lot of help. Washington is not one of them. Washington simply needs to win. And he's trying to put the best 11 guys out there offensively that will help him, you know, accomplish that goal. So let's take some calls here, 301-230-0980. Go to line one here. Our man Lap is up first. What's up, Lap? Hey, what's up, Pete? Hey, man, um, you know, you just broke it down, you know, simple, man. I mean, we got to win, you know, um, win to get in, man. We got to keep winning, you know, win these next two to get in. Um, I've been just saying this for all season, man. We got to score more points, man. We got to. I mean, we ain't, we not even on the lead average of 22, you know what I'm saying, a game, which is crazy with the weapons we have. Um, I would like to see the tight ends get um, more involved, Pete. Uh, especially Logan Thomas, he has just disappeared, man. I don't know what the heck. And even uh, the young tight ends that we had, I think Bates could be, you know, involved in it more. Um, I would like to see Gibson in the passing game, you know, more. Um, and in the defense, man, I just want to see them, you know, forcing turnovers, man. Um, you know, not give up big plays, you know, get some key third down stops, man. Or, you know, at the very least, you know, hold teams to field goals. But, you know, to help our defense out, because they've been playing solid all season, they have to uh, score more. Yep. And Ron's got to make adjustments, man, because I'm, I'm just – I'm sick of him, man. And I and I told <laughs> you guys, I told Rooster too, I said if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, he got to go. And Wentz, dude, you're killing me, bro. Please come out and play with a sense of urgency. Act like you know this freaking offense. They done clowned you in Philly. They done clowned you in Annapolis. I thought he was going to be a killer this year. He ain't doing that. So you got a chance to take this team to the postseason. You better handle your business and come out. Sweat and drink. Sweat now. Drink lemonade later, as my mother would say. But uh, we got to get this win, Pete. There's no no excuses, man. No excuses. Nope. You're right about that, especially against a team has got nothing to play for. You know? I mean, Deshaun yep. Watson's just trying yep. to play for, you know, to look like an NFL quarterback again. That's basically all Cleveland's playing for this week because they've been eliminated over on the AFC side. Lap, appreciate the call. 301-230-0980. More of your calls continuing. Touchdown at 10 right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Coming to you live from Annapolis Military Bowl Day here. We're handling the national radio broadcast today. You'll be able to hear it on the Odyssey app. Joe Miller and Scott Wyckoff will join me for that here at Annapolis. I think we have a parade downtown. Clydesdale's going to be moving through. I saw the big Budweiser tractor trailers that just pulled into the parking lot. So it's going to be a festive day. Weather's not bad here at Annapolis, that's for sure. You'll take it at this time of the year. 3-1-2-3-0-0-9-80. That's how you get to us right now. Let's go down to Wilmington, North Carolina. My wife and my daughter went riding by there on Route 17 yesterday on their way to Carolina Shores and our man Peter listening on the Odyssey app. What's up, Peter? Peter? Peter going once. Peter going twice. We'll put him back on hold. Let's go to line two. Roy's up in Brunswick. What's up, Roy? Hey, good morning, Pete. Awesome show as always. Thank you, buddy. So I'm thrilled, obviously. I've been harping for the last month that, you know, the um, the defense was bottom five with with Wentz and no B-Rob and, and a juggled offensive line, and now the defense is playing most of the time top five, and, and Robinson looks really good. And um, I think that the plan the whole time was to do what they did with the Colts and pound the ball. I mean, why else would you draft Robinson if you weren't planning on, you know, pounding the football? And, um, you know, I think play action is going to work a lot better with um, with Wentz because obviously he's going to hit some of those long shots. But, you know, it's frustrating with the coaches that, um, you know, because you see Kyle working with Purdy. And Turner and Rivera could have dumbed down the offense in the beginning with Wentz if they thought, you know, that he didn't grasp the whole offense. And they could have installed something for Howell, too, and, and they chose not to. And it's like Gruden and a lot of coaches going back – could have done that. I mean, Baker managed to win a game coming off of two or three days, and you invest $28 million into a guy, and you're like, yeah, he's struggling because the offense is super complex. Well, okay, idiots. 
well, do what he's good at doing then, or take a few pages off, or figure out what part of it he's comfortable with and instill that part of it versus saying, yeah, this guy that we just invested – you know, a huge chunk of salary doesn't have her whole offense yet. I just wanted to see what you thought of that because, you know, you you cover college ball. If somebody gets hurt and they bring in a new kid, they rip apart half of the playbook and just run what they think the kid could run. They don't make him transform into something he's not. I just wanted to see what your take was on that. Roy, appreciate the call. Look, I, I think, again, you bring up a perceptive point, and I think that is – what the good offensive coordinators, because remember, Ron, Ron's defensive guy. Ron certainly can contribute on the offensive side. I believe this is Scott's baby, okay, with a little, you know, every now and then from Ron saying, hey, maybe we should run a little bit more or whatever. Uh, but this is Scott's baby, and that's the, that is the thing that offensive coordinators and offensive coaches wrestle with all the time. Here's what I would like to do. Here's what my people are capable of doing, okay, now, every coach, every coach, you know, believes I can, I can make that. How many times, case in point, look at players that have behavior issues, all that other stuff. Every coach feels I can reform that guy. I can help him. Every coach goes, I can make that quarterback do this. I can make that running back do that. Every offensive line coach feels like, oh, man, just give me the body. I'll make him do it. Okay? And, and that is... That is when we saw earlier in the season, you know, as Carson was learning this offensive system on the fly, okay? I mean, you can do OTAs, all that other stuff. There's still, when you work against professional defenses and you're trying to run this system and all of a sudden here comes the pass rush, you know, this isn't like practice where you have all day to find your guy. This is, this is different. This is, this is Micah Parsons coming up the middle, ready to knock your head off. This is Fletcher Cox coming to look for you. You know, this is, uh, as we saw this year, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, coming to get Heineke, who's supposed to be the most versatile guy. Step up in the pocket, run, get out of there, escape. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. They squeezed him like a, you know, python. Knocked the ball out, turnovers. What happens? You lose the game. So, yeah, maybe maybe early in the season, maybe Scott should have dumbed it down a little bit. But even in the Jacksonville game, when you saw them executing and making some plays there, you know, we're like, we, we get excited. That gets you excited about it. And, you know, sometimes the playbook is too deep. I mean, I've talked to coaches sometimes. They talk about, you know, in basketball. In basketball, there, there's some coaches that got like 25, 30 plays. No. No, put, please put that away. Please put that away. We're not running 25 or 30 plays. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna run off of our motion, and we're going to make back cuts, and we're going to screen, and we're going to get an open man. He's going to shoot an open jump shot. He's going to make it. We're going to score. Okay? This isn't 1975 anymore, 1980. Basketball coaches go through this. Basketball coaches paralyze their teams sometimes with so much. I've seen it. Okay? One of my sons just lived it as a coach. A head coach that paralyzed his team. They, they literally couldn't play offensively. They'd lose to a good team by 50 points because they were paralyzed offensively trying to run, you know, so much stuff. That's not how it works. Let your people play. Let them free flow. Find, you know, three or four things like play, especially with this running game, play action should be terrific, especially for a guy like Wentz. And you know what? If the team can't stop you running, keep it simple. Three or four concepts might be good enough with guys 
like McLaurin and Dotson and Samuel. You know, I mean, that, that, it may not take a whole lot with those guys. So keep it simple. If the other team can't stop it, keep running it. What do you, what do you think? I mean, look, with the Hogs in the news, okay, what, 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 did, what did they do? They told Joe Gibbs, let's keep running 50-gut, coach. Let's keep running 50-gut. They can't stop it. Randy White can't stop it. We're knocking Randy White on his rear end every play. They can't stop it. Let's keep running 50-gut. They'd send a play into the huddle. They would look at Joe Theismann. They'd say, Joe, 50-gut. And they ran 50-gut time after time after time. And guess what? Touchdown. Touchdown. Super Bowl berth. Game over. So that's, that is some of probably what Scott Turner wrestles with right now. Wanting to run so much. I've got all these great plays that I've schemed up and I've devised in my playbook. Oh, I'm the evil genius. No, Scott, just keep it simple. If the other team can't stop certain concepts, bury them with those concepts. It's as simple as that. Let's go back to Peter in Wilmington one more time. What's up, Peter? Can you hear me, buddy? I got you loud and clear, man. Can you hear me? I got you. Okay, good. Hey, okay. Hey, let, that analogy of keeping it simple is absolutely perfect for the offense. That's what they must do, especially with, with a lot of young players. But for me, I've been saying this from the beginning of the year. It's really not Wentz's fault. It's really not Heineke's fault. It's the fact that we lack great offensive line play. We just do because of injuries and whatever reason. That's something I think we must fix in the offseason. Priority number one. Number two, I'm walking, so I'm out of breath. No, it's okay. So listen, <laughs> so, <laughs> I walk every morning. Listen, so number two, I agree with this move with Wentz. I actually do. I think Ron has done a really good job. I know there's a lot of those naysayers, but he's brought some respectability to this franchise. People appreciate him. His players like him. Let's give us the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully he can put together a nice, simple game plan here in front. And Turner can put a simple game plan and win this game this weekend and go on and get in the playoffs the weekend after. That's what I'm hoping. Keep it simple. You're 100% right. 100%. Appreciate it, Thanks. Peter. Great you stuff. got it. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy that 44-degree weather this morning down in Wilmington. It's about 10 degrees warmer than it is here. Look, I mean, here's what I want. Here's why I wanted to work with Ron. Hey, Ron's a great person, okay? This organization needs as many, many good daggone people in it as possible. But Ron also represents a chance at continuity, okay? You know, yeah, we've, we've knocked on the door the two previous seasons. We haven't been able to get over that hump of seven wins. And, yes, his track record is what it is. Coaches will tell you, okay? It's a wins and losses business. It's a results-oriented business. No one understands that more than the coaches. You get more wins, you keep your job. You lose more games, you get fired. They know it more than anybody. But I, I, wanted, I want continuity here for a change. Okay, they extended Scott. Y'all want to run Scott Turner out of the building. Scott Turner's got a three-year extension at the start of this year. Okay, Scott's not going anywhere. Scott's not going anywhere. So you want continuity, for God's sakes. You know, they've locked up McLaurin. They've locked up Jonathan Allen. You know, we got some other good players we gotta we got to figure out. They know them better than anybody. So that's what you're hoping for. That's what you want. You want continuity. Okay? You don't want to change coaches every, you know, three or four years because that means you're probably getting mediocre results. 
That's another thing. You go look at the people that pull. I mean, look, you got you got you got clubs that pull the. I mean, you just had a club pull pull the plug on a coach in the first year, fifteen games. Get out of here, Nathan Hackett. Get out. Get out, Nathaniel. We don't care if you coach Aaron Rodgers. You stink. You couldn't handle the administrative end of this. You couldn't handle all the responsibility that comes with being the head coach. Get out. You couldn't handle the ego that is Russell Wilson. Get out. So now that, think about where that organization is, okay? You got new ownership saying, yeah, it's our fault. We, we, we didn't, you know, we, we screwed this up. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But how are you getting out of it? You're stuck with that guy. Have you seen the cap numbers? So Washington could be in that kind of situation. They're not, okay? They're not. They have an out with Wentz at the end of this year. Now, if you want to go with, if you want to go with, Sam Howell going forward next year, are you willing to take, you know, again, the, the, the things that come with a young quarterback? Sure. Sure. There's going to be some growing pains with a young quarterback. That's what you've wanted. Though. You wanted them to, to build with somebody instead of playing this quarterback roulette each and every year. It sucks. Okay? It sucks. Now, maybe Wentz catches lightning in a bottle here. We'll see. Let's go to line one. Derek's in Capitol Heights. What's up, Derek? Good morning, um, Mr. Mayhurst. Love the show this morning. Um, Appreciate you. Two comments. The one on the fan interaction. You know, as many games as I've gone to, I never had a negative fan interaction. Um, what I would actually do, when you go look at the seating map on Washington's website, they have on there a designation of visitors and home section. I would actually remove that from there. On the site, me personally. Yes. yes. Yeah, because if you're a visitor, you, you figure out where you want to sit. I'm not going to tell you this is where all your friends are going to be sitting. No, I will actually remove that. You know what colleges um, do? Look, when we play at Air Force, guess what? Their student body uh, is sitting right behind our bench, being as loud right. as humanly possible and distracting <laughs> as humanly possible behind our bench when our players come over there to talk about things you know, in between series and all that other stuff, okay? When I took that picture at that giant game, Derek, that entire side was all blue. It's almost like you're saying, please come to our stadium. We welcome you. You can have exactly. 30,000 seats on this side. Exactly. It could, it, when you go to the website, they literally have a side, they, they call it visitor side. Like, why is this here? Um, the Wentz situation, um, I don't like it. But at the end of the day, it's probably the right move. But one thing I will say, Wentz has to be able to show me improvement on pre-snap, seeing where the blitz is coming from and stepping up into the pocket instead of backing up. Those were his two major issues in all of his starts this season. Mm-hmm. If, if he improves on those two, I think we can hit those big plays down the field that we've been looking for. But if he doesn't, it's going to be more or less the same thing regardless of what quarterback you put in. One has strengths and weaknesses in one area, and likewise with the other. But we shall see. Um, I hope they get these last two victories. I sh- definitely want to get into the playoffs. It's, it's yep. a good feeling. No doubt. Yeah, and look, I mean, stranger things have happened in the playoffs. We've watched wild card teams go all the way to a Super Bowl. Pittsburgh Steelers did it as a sixth seed on yep. the road the entire playoffs. Okay, once you get in, anything can happen, especially on the NFC side. I do believe Philadelphia and Derek appreciate the call. I believe Philadelphia and San Francisco 
and then Dallas are, you know, I think Philadelphia, look, Philadelphia is the one team that I think both offensively and defensively is equipped to go play one of the AFC guys, okay? San Francisco defensively is equipped to go play anybody. And, you know, Purdy against the top AFC clubs where you might have to score a little bit more, you know, I mean, again, you, you, it's to sit here and say, yeah, Kyle Shanahan definitely would have him ready to go against Buffalo and Kansas City. Not that Buffalo and Kansas City are the greatest defensive teams, but you know offensively those teams can get up and down the field. But, I mean, Philadelphia to me is the one team that I think go toe-to-toe with anybody from the AFC side. They got Their weaknesses are very few. So that's the one team that's built and equipped to go compete. But you beat them, okay? You, you, be, you beat them in a game earlier this year. So you know you can be competitive with them. Now, was that Philadelphia's best effort? Of course it wasn't. But you were, you, were part of, you were part of that effort not being their best effort. So you know you can at least compete and be in the game with those teams. So once you get in, anything can happen. I mean, does, does Minnesota's defense strike fear into you? Yeah, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, sure. I'm going to be uh, I'm, I'm be very nervous about playing those guys, but you were beating them 17-7 in the fourth quarter earlier this year. And, and you, you peed it away because your offense couldn't close out the game. What was the great thing about the Gibbs teams? Rigo closed the game, shut the door, slammed it, said, you're not coming back. We're winning the game. You had a chance to bury Minnesota. You didn't do it. And as a result, you know, it, you end up losing the game late. But you had a chance to beat – you had a chance to bury Tennessee. You didn't do it. You had a chance to bury Minnesota. You didn't do it. You could be sitting there with 10 wins right now. And unfortunately, you know, you're, you're sitting here fighting for your life coming up this week against Cleveland and Miles Garrett and the Browns to tell you what's trending. All right, we're talking about it right now. Carson Wentz gets the nod, as expected, for Washington this week. He will make the start against the Cleveland Browns. We're taking your calls on it right now, 301-230-0980. Luka Doncic last night, a triple-double, 60 points, 21 boards, 10 assists, as Dallas picked up a win last night. Hall of Famer Ed Reed going to follow in the footsteps of Deion Sanders, going to go be a football coach. No surprise here. Ed, incredibly, incredibly good at talking about the game of football. Can't wait to see what he does now down at Bethune-Cookman in the SWAC. Caps winners over the Rangers last night. Wizards winners over Philadelphia. 301-230-0980. Talking Carson Wentz back as the starter for your Washington football team. Back with more on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. We're live at Annapolis Military Bowl over here today. We're doing the national broadcast. You'll hear it on the Odyssey app. And the walking presidents, the Nationals are walking by right now in the parade. Good to see the Nats over here participating in the Military Bowl parade here today. That game at 2 o'clock, Duke and UCF. Plenty of tickets available if you want to come see a good football game. Should be an entertaining football game. Good young quarterback over here in Riley Leonard for Duke. Great dual threat quarterback and John Rice Plumley, great baseball player as well for UCF. Played baseball while he was at Old Miss, hit over 400. Good athlete. May eventually be a pro in baseball at some point. 
uh, as well. NCAA kept him out of playing baseball at UCF on the transfer last year for some odd reason. Should be playing for them in the spring coming up this year. Gus Malzahn and Mike Elko, the two coaches here this afternoon, uh, should be a great game here in Annapolis. We're talking Carson Wentz. He gets the job from Ron Rivera. And your season is on the line. Ron hitching that giddy-up to Carson Wentz. This is how we started, okay? This was your starting quarterback. You've gone back to that guy. This is what Ron was hoping to have work out of the first place, and now, you know, his entire coaching, you know, tenure here in Washington may rest on Wentz. Big Red trying to get it done in these last couple of games. 3-1-2-3-0-0-9-80. Let's go to line three, our man Roberto980. What's up, Roberto? What's going on? Thanks for the shout-out, bro, man. Thanks for the shout-out, Pete. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Early on the, on the other segment. Uh, listen, well, it's, it's a football de- decision, and we should be okay with it because, like you said, Carson is the starting quarterback. He didn't got benched. He, he got hurt. I, I, I would have made the to switch on a second giant game at, by the bye, I would have made the switch then. It would have made more sense. But it is what it is. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to roll with Carson. And hopefully Scott has a game plan that shortens the, the steps, you know, three steps out, uh, more, more uh, trap runs, and it's and for God's sake, stop running out of shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly on short yardage. I mean, at, at least reasonably make the other team think you may quarterback sneak it. Okay? That's all I'm asking. Oh, right. I mean, come on, man. You make it easy on guys like Warner and, and like linebackers like them because they know if you if we stay uh, – Consistent on on the on the gap on gap control, you good because they they give you yards to to see where they coming from. Yep. Running from 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 under center, then you you have a chance to trap and you have to give the, the offensive line chance to hit them faster. But I, I you know me. I mean, I've it said is. it on the show, Roberto. I hate short yards uh-huh. out of the shotgun. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah, because it's crazy. You're giving the defense a chance to stop it. Yep. Yep. I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Appreciate the call. As always, 312-309-80. Lou's up next. What's up, Lou? Hey, what's going on, Pete? How, How you, you doing, doing, buddy? I'm, I'm great. Pretty good. That's good. That's good. I know you enjoying yourself out there in that military bowl today. Can't wait. Um. Yeah, I know. Uh, it started at 2 o'clock, you said? Yes, sir. Might be. Getting off on time for to head home, but uh, other than that, man, you know, you say to keep it simple, but uh, that's the least thing that you're gonna expect from this team because they're gonna do what you say. The opposite, or or, or the majority of the callers, man, you know, like I could we, we could talk about the two, the last two games as far as like the the Thibodeau and and Joey Bosa. Like if it's Scott Turner don't have any, I don't know, man. He gotta have some type of plan to protect his quarterback whether you, you just don't block these defensive end with a tight end 
I mean, you got to double team. Somehow, some way, you got to find a way to double team their star players. If you do that, and then, you know, the play action might be working. But don't do no play action in your own 20. Like, that's what Heineke got killed, like, last Sunday. I mean, Saturday. And same thing with the Giants game. He got, he got, he got, man, he got blindsided. So, if you do these weak play action from your, like, from your 20s or whatever, 15, don't do that, man. You, you really look like you you costing the team and, and these players, man. So at the end of the day, I just think that he need have a game plan for these game-wrecking players from the other team. So if he do that and then, you know, the running thing, you know, it's going to come along. But if he – I just think that, the, you know, the preparation and, and the game plan, and if he, if he could find a way to, you know, try the next two games, if they could find a way to, to protect, you know, Carson or whomever is going to be the quarterback – I mean, I, I think we have a chance, but, you know, now it's, it's Carson is known as Carson, so they came out and tweeted that. So I just hope they, you know, they protect this guy. If they protect him, he could sling the ball. I mean, you know, you got three top wide receivers on the team, and we're not even talking about Logan, man. So, I mean, they got receivers. They just need to protect the guy and, and let him deliver the ball. So I, I look forward on Sunday how that O-line and, and, and how they're going to protect uh, uh, Carson and and how they going to uh, play uh, Miles Garrett because he's going to be wreck- He's going to be coming regardless they eliminate it. But I know they they going to want to play and, and try to embarrass us. So I just I just wish that you know he find a way to try to you know protect these quarterback and um and that's that's the, that's that's what I wanted to talk about, man. I appreciate you taking my call and uh, Thanks, happy Luke. New Year and you got it. that all. Thank you, got you it, pal. Buddy. Thanks. You got it, pal. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eight. Another hour of your calls coming up here. Look, it's a, it's. It's pretty cut and dry now. Ron is hitching the giddy up to Carson Wentz. We're going to finish the season the way we started. Is that the right move? Will there be results from it? And if he gets to the playoffs, does well in the playoffs, you know, maybe they maybe they renew acquaintances with a new contract, maybe, uh, you know, somewhat friendly. We'll see. But that's there's a lot of risk going to Wentz. There's potential reward. And then there's more storylines afterwards. But you know what? If the storyline involves winning a playoff game or two and giving yourself a chance to compete, by all means, with the mediocrity we've had here in this town, we'll worry about that problem at some point. We will. Because that's what you play for. That's why you strap it up every week. Players will tell you. They strap it up because they want to win. They want to play football games. And those playoff shares, especially for the lower-salaried guys, mean an awful lot. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us in the final hour. Russell and Medhurst, we're solo for the rest of the week. You can join us at 301-230-0980 right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.